I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. I could leave in any second. I I told you I'm sorry. It's boring. I'm trying my best. Well, you are boring, but that's not why. <laughs> oh, oh, why, why, why? Well, why? my wife is currently pregnant and past due. So, oh. any minute, I got my ringer on. I didn't turn my ringer off, so I could get a Did- call, and I could be just. You'll just be talking, and then all of a sudden, there's no response from me. <laughs> so does that mean? Does that mean you get your money back because the thirty minutes or less violate agreement has been violated? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, the tenant never signed a contract, so. Uh, so they're just <laughs> just hanging out, and they're like, they're just really they're just squatting at this point. They're like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I like it here. <laughs> the eviction notice has been filed, and. Uh, they're they're still there (laughs) past you huh well congratulations to that um i'm i'm excited for you as a uh longtime friend of yours and also you know just a a believer in life i don't Mm -hmm. i I don't know where i'm going with this but uh (laughs) you know i believe that newborns are great uh (laughs) but hello and welcome to the movie men podcast yeah this is carl what, who is a member of the B team? Have you got new parent brain already? What's? Oh my gosh! Who are you? I'm so I'm I'm terribly worried that when this baby comes and you have to like take a week off or whatever, and you come back to the podcast, you're gonna be like, you won't know who you are. You're not gonna know what a film is. You're just gonna be, you know useless for all intents and purposes I, we, I, I watched the things and read the news things but i don't remember any of it i don't know what's going on uh and i'm brady and we and are this is doing the b team and it's the b team yeah, yeah better better late than never i guess and uh we're here doing the news um yeah the news we like week, every week we sit down we talk about a couple of things that happened last week in the world of movie news and news that applies to movies and tv shows and streaming and occasionally just like some nerdy stuff overall get in we debate some stuff a little bit uh but yeah another week has passed which means there's another week of movie news so without further ado let's hop into it number one so ridley scott an actor Ooh. who's known for things like Alien mm-hmm. and 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 uh, uh, Gladiator and what else has Ridley Scott done? <clears throat> well, uh, let me see. IMDb says that he has done a number of things. He's been a producer on a lot of things. He's been a producer on a lot of things. Oh, he was on the more more recent Kaleidoscope TV show. Okay, yeah. You, but I feel like there's other... Kaleidoscope? Yes, but I yeah. feel like there's um, other like House massive... Gucci, Last Duel. Are these things he directed? Uh, director. He's got 52 directing gigs. House of Gucci... Raised by Wolves, Aliens, Aliens, The Martian, 
Uh, oh, yeah, the Martian. Okay. Exodus, God and Kings. Okay. So, anyways, Prometheus. It, it doesn't matter. Neither Robin here nor there. Aliens neither. is probably one of his biggest things he's known for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, neither here nor there. Um, one of the things, as we mentioned, that he's known for Blade is Runner 2. Blade Runner. Gladiator. Gladiator. And yep, Gladiator. Gladiator is one of those films that is, you know, like it or dislike it, you can't help but acknowledge that just about everyone's heard of it. It's kind of one of those films that sort of achieved that level of notoriety among movie fandom. Yeah, it uh, it definitely set some high standards for a period piece, period action yeah. flick. And I mean, it's fantastic. Joaquin Phoenix, Russell Crowe, like mm-hmm. it's. I've I've said on the Movie Men podcast many times that period piece films like that, whether it be medieval stuff or it be gladiatorial stuff, like Peloponnesian War stuff, or it be um, oh, even even like even like 1800s type of stuff, like just anything that's like more than like older than the the fifties, anything that's older than the fifties. It just doesn't interest me. And you don't like I understand. No. And I understand that like, like I don't dislike it, but as, but as a genre, like it, it, it doesn't anything from, that category that I do like is an outlier. Um, I just, it, it just doesn't interest me. Right. Um, and, and I understand that that, you know, is maybe narrow minded and it's like, Oh, it's well, like, you know, specific, like anything like historic, like, so like 300, you were just like, eh, whatever. I enjoyed it for what it was, but I had to fight past the fact that it was a, a, you know, 450 BC Spartan film. Really? Like I did. Not, yeah, not it into just the doesn't... sword and shield knights and archers. No. What if it's like fantasy and there's like sorcery and wizardry and stuff going on? Yeah. Well, I, so, I mean, okay. So obviously, even though, even though it's completely fictional, obviously like an exception to this is something like Lord of the Rings. Like I right. think if there's, you know, or I enjoyed um, Aragon and yeah, stuff like that. So if it's if it's set sort of in a super fictional world, I can kind of. I was a little hit or miss. I wasn't as crazy as everyone else, but at least the first Chronicles of Narnia is is pretty good. Um, but yeah, just straight up. Or another exception is like if it's based on a very specific, well known historical event then I find that kind of fascinating, right? So, like, mm-hmm. if I were to watch a movie and it was about the Trojan horse, okay, well, so cool. Like Troy, the movie Troy. Yeah, yeah. That's so that, that's interesting to me. Um, I enjoyed the movie Pompeii because what an iconic, crazy historical event, right? The whole, the volcano erupts and the whole town gets engulfed and and many people are like fossilized in place holding their their children and stuff because it just the city just burned that fast right so, like, so stuff like but something like 
Robin Hood and back on topic, Gladiator, not as much. Not as much. No, I have to really, I have to really kind of psych myself up. But so having said that, when Pete and I reviewed Gladiator a year ago, maybe, or a little bit more, um, it was the first time I had watched it because I, again, I just don't seek these films out. And, um, and I, ultimately I liked it. I thought it, it kind of was, it's one of those films that is maybe 20 to 30 minutes longer than it needs to be. There's kind of some trimming of the fat that can happen. Um, but ultimately, I thought it was interesting and enjoyable. And, and I'm sure, listen, I'm sure if I dove into more of these films from these categories, I would have a similar similar response. I'm sure I would watch them and go, oh, there's actually, there's a lot of these that are, are really good. I'm sure they're, I'm sure many of them are really good. It just doesn't interest me. <laughs> like, I just, I really right. struggled to, you know, I didn't see Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Hercules film because I just don't give a shit. Like, I mm-hmm. just, I just don't care. Um, and I wish I did. I, I can't help it. I've tried making myself care. Well, everybody's Anyways, got their ha- niche. Having said all that, living now in the age of legacy sequels where we go and we, dust off an old IP, very often being dusted off by the people who made the original, which certainly in my books adds credibility. Um, And in many cases, we bring back some of the old cast, if not all of the old cast. Um, Recent examples of this is obviously Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, Mm -hmm. We just had the Christmas story story. Um, there's lots of things. There's lots of things where we're going, hey, you know, let's get Michael Keaton back in the bat suit. Revisit let's, these. Let's old revisit ideas. these old things yeah. and, I w- and do I it. I would again. say it happens. I wouldn't say it happens often the way you're portraying it, but I would say about half the time it happens that it's original cast and original creators coming back. Well, to it's, it's been happening more and more. We seem to be. It, well, it revisiting these things trend. or remaking them definitely is happening more and more. But I would, I would say. Oh, just as much as it is original cast and creators, it's just as much all new people involved. Yeah. Um, so it's Gladiator's time. Gladiator's uh, time. Pete and I reported on this a while back um, that that a Gladiator two was in the works. Um, right. The Ridley Scott was coming back, and he was going to. He was going to do it again. Twitch, if I remember correctly, I think this was I think this was kind of mine and and Pete's mentality when this was announced. But it's certainly my mentality now, which is just uh, why? Like again, I'm all for sequels. I'm all for reboots. I'm all for remakes. I'm actually more for remakes of beloved um, beloved properties than I am sequels of beloved properties. Because if it's a remake, then I'm like, oh, okay, well, whatever, that one didn't happen and I don't care. Whereas right. if it's a sequel, then what you're doing is you're affecting canon. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're canonizing, you're adding new content to yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... <clears throat> 
Yeah. So actually, I just pulled up a list here because I was pretty sure like it, it's happened a lot. Um, and yeah, so a list of legacy sequels in the last little while. Some of these I would disagree with. Some of these, like it's listing, I mean, I guess it's listing the Star Wars sequel series as legacy sequels, which I would, I, I would say so. I guess so. Yeah. I wasn't like, considering those, but things that are definitely the, legacy sequels yeah. that we've gotten is Top Gun Maverick. Uh, okay, the Cobra yeah, Kai yeah. series. Yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yep. Yeah. Um, Matrix Resurrections. Mm-hmm. Bad Boys for Life. Right. Uh, Does that come is, out yet? Bad Boys for Life? Yeah. That came out uh, three years ago. Really? Man. Yeah. Yeah, Why haven't we, gotta, we seen that yet? We, we have to sit and watch that. Um, it, this is this one's like 13 years old now, but Tron Legacy, when that came out. Yeah, that was, um, that's been a while back. Um, there was, uh, in 2006, they did the, the Rocky Balboa film, but then also now the Creed, Creed. films. Yeah. Right? Um, something like Terminator Creed's. Genesis, Independence Day Resurgence, uh, the Jurassic World franchise we've got uh indiana jones and the dial of destiny i think Mm. um blade runner 2049 uh the most recent halloween trilogy mary poppins returns dr sleep which was the sequel to um yeah uh the shining Right. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. so on and so Bill and Ted face the music like it, it just, it's it just this, keeps, keeps coming. We're, we're in this thing where we're like, oh, yeah, we haven't released a film in this franchise in 47 years. Let's not years. make something new and creative. Let's make something that people already yeah, are familiar some, with. But some of them have been amazing. Some of right? them. Like Cobra Kai. Some of them Kai have been and, horrible. <laughs> and then some of them have been Matrix Resurrections. So let's just uh, yeah. leave that where that is. Um, but yeah, so... God, it's taken forever to get the actual news story out. (laughs) (laughs) Just spit it out. Ridley Scott has cast the lead for this film. So, uh, obviously, spoiler alert, and I don't mind spoiling Gladiator, because at this point, Gladiator has been out for years and years and years, so you've had your chance to see it. Um, Our main character, played by Russell Crowe, at the end of Gladiator, does, in fact, pass away um, and gets to go off and be with his family in the field of reeds, uh, which is... All he was, all he was looking for, um, ultimately, right? He's kind of on a yeah. suicide mission. For yeah, much. Of yeah, the film. and he fulfills that. He also by having the uh, Caesar, whatever his name is, kills yeah. it as uh, well. So, if you're going to do a sequel, uh, you either need to do some really bizarre supernatural bullshit, in which case you need to explain why now Russell Crowe is old and fat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the afterlife has been rough. Um, or you need to cast someone new. You need to have a new lead, new lead character. Um, and that's coming to us in the form of Paul Mescal. Now, when I heard that name, I thought, who? Yeah. So then I looked him up. I pulled up his IMDP page. And now that I've seen the eight acting credits that he has, or 11 previous acting credits that he has, um, I'm going, who? <laughs> he's, he's just not he's, in these anything. These movies exist? 
Yeah, like he's in he's in eight up he's got eight upcoming credits. The only one that stands out to me is Gladiator 2. He's got 11 previous camp uh, credits and I'm not pick I I'm not recognizing any of them. Yeah, I'm looking um, at them right now and they're all Yeah, these must be like indie or f- like well, European I'm, I, foreign or something like, like if that. I open some of them, so The Lost Daughter, um, he co-starred with Dakota Johnson, Ed Harris, Peter Sarsgaard. Like, these aren't nobody films, but they're films Harris that just certainly <laughs> weren't on my radar. Uh, but you know what? Maybe, knowing Ridley Scott, maybe that's by design. It's it's not an uncommon thing in Hollywood, depending on what your story is and depending on what you want the vibe of your film to be, it's not completely uncommon to say, we need to cast an unknown. Mm -hmm. We need to find someone that nobody's currently talking about. Because if you, if we, you know, put someone in there like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, then people are just going to be watching the screen the whole time saying, uh... I mean, that's Leo. I can't see them as the character that you're trying to portray them to me as because I just see them as Jack from Titanic or I see them as, as you know, the great Gatsby or I see them as, as whatever. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, Star before, Wars. We've talked before about like with the Harry Potter reboot, there's also the the dollar bill consignment as well. Like you're yeah. paying a lot less for a, a yeah. guy named... Paul Maskell, who hardly anybody knows of, yeah. As opposed Star to Star Wars is, is mostly known for doing this, right? Like yeah. when the first Star Wars came out, probably from that original. I mean, James Earl Jones certainly was a recognizable name, but not the way he is these days. Like he wasn't that well known. Um, probably from that original trilogy, like the most famous person in my books is was Frank Oz <laughs> doing the well, voice of of Yoda. Um, yeah, uh, I, I would th- think that. Um, oh man, why is his name escaping me? Uh, Harrison Ford. Oh, oh Billy Land- D. Williams. Billy D. Billy D. But th- even then, you're into the second film. You're into the th- Billy yeah, D second, would, yeah. would be even more recognizable than anybody, I would think. Yeah, because uh, I think he's he, by then. Oh man, maybe he, maybe no, no, because I, I don't think know. I don't think Rocky. When did Rocky came out? When did versus Star Wars? Uh oh, I don't know. Because which one is he in? Is it the f- he's he's in he's in one? the first one. He's in the first one. He's in all of them up till the th- third one when he gets killed by the Russian. Um, uh, first Rocky is, is 76. So it's right around the same time as star Wars. So am I just, is some sort of, wait a second, is some sort of crazy realization in my brain happening? You're telling me what you're, what you're proposing is that Billy D Williams plays Apollo Creed. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You didn't know that. I'm looking it up right now. And and Billy D. Williams does not have any Apollo Creed credits. What? He doesn't no. have any Rocky credits. That wait, am I stupid? No. What's but going you are on? mistaken. 
Who's, who um, plays Apollo Creed is played by Carl Weathers. Yeah, I knew that. What? They're, yeah. Oh, man. This Sorry. is one of those, like, always gets mistaken for the other person situations. You, you like, just got uh, Mandela'd. You're from, you're from a different dimension where Billy D. Williams did play him. And now yeah. that you've who been was, sucked into was our it? It dimension. Was, um, Carl Weathers. No, no, no. Uh, this, this is a situation with... Um, um, um. Oh man, uh, you're on fire. His his name's on the tip of my tongue. Help me out. Uh, uh, I have no idea what that. <laughs> how could I help you? You just out? Uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, uh, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. Sam oh, Jackson was Fishburne. mistaken for somebody else when when inter- when doing the his like interview or whatever for Pulp Fiction. They thought yeah. he was someone else. They thought he was Lawrence Fishburne. That's it. Yeah. They, they were asking he always him gets about mistaken for what Lawrence it was like Fishburne. to be in the Matrix. That's what just happened here. Yeah. Yeah. No, different guy. But so yeah. anyways, um, yeah. So I I can't really comment on this too much because I don't recognize the name. Um, yeah. I'm already a little dubious about a sequel. Having said that, as much as I surprisingly enjoyed the first gladiator film i've still really only seen it once it's gladiator is one of my mom's favorite films so i should actually talk to her and and get her to weigh in and see how she feels about a sequel why am i Um, doing this news episode with you she should should be here but uh yeah so i will just have to wait and see like i I didn't in I'm not in love with with the IP so if the second one comes out and it's garbage and it wrecks everything I that'll suck but I'm I'm not going to be fuming you know Yeah what, I mean I yeah. I I like those period pieces like I love Robin Hood I love that kind of sordid and medieval storyline stuff uh, kind of low tech, <laughs> you know, uh, Troy and, uh, even, even when they throw the, the magical mysticism in there with, you know, uh, Merlin or whatever sword in the stone stuff. So that I really enjoyed this movie when it came out, I wouldn't say I, I fanboy o- over it. Like it wasn't like the best thing since sliced pie, but well, you don't get to um, see Brad Pitt's butt. So yeah, as far as exactly. like period pieces go, that yeah. was something it was certainly missing. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool. But, um, you know, I, yeah, I'm sure. And I, I, I vaguely remember listening to the po- episode where you and um, Pete talked about this and like, yeah, like we're, what do you do with the, with the story, right? Um, you, you can go any number of directions, I guess, but you can't, your, your main, essentially your main antagonist and protagonist, they're both dead and they didn't set up like the, 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 um, the, the, the God pantheon as being alive and real in this universe. Right. So, uh, well, it was, I can't, it'd be, uh, Zeus, Zeus, and they, Zeus was Greek, so this would be Roman, which would be so the Roman like gods, Mars, and well, I don't know what. Yeah, Zeus is I, yeah, I don't know. I know my, planet. I know my, anyway, you know what I mean. Gods? Like, there's no, there's no deities 
in that world that they've set up. They they didn't set up yeah. that they they prayed to them, but they they never set them up as actually being real and interacting. And so yeah, them bringing that in with like, hey, let's bring these guys back from the dead. <laughs> That's, yeah, the Roman that gods are pretty earth shattering for that universe to all of a sudden happen. So yeah, like essentially you're just you're creating a sequel based off of what exactly like the, what connecting ties are there going to be to the first one that this I is just, a gladiator two and not just a a reboot <laughs> with using using the the same name with a two behind it i just looked up a list of roman gods and there's got to be 200 names in this list oh yeah well it's the roman pantheon is the greek pantheon they just renamed everybody well, I mean, all like same with the like they all had equivalents, right? Like even the Egyptian one is is yeah, like oh yeah. Well, we believe our equivalent of that is is so and so. Yeah, I know the Greek. I know a lot of the Greek ones, mostly because yeah, of what, what Assassin's I'm, yeah, Creed. That we're a little off topic here, but what I'm talking about is like, if I'm not mistaken, because the Romans conquered the Greeks, they. Uh, kind of usurped their their pantheon saying that their gods defeated uh eat the the Greek gods and essentially took on the same roles but with new the same same gods essentially but with new names. So yeah. the god of war Ares from the Greek pantheon is Mars in the Roman pantheon. Right. Right. Cool. All right, moving on. Um, there's a little film coming out, a little live action film coming out, um, that you may not be aware of. The listener might not be aware of, uh, but it's based on a video game series that I happen to know you're a fan of called Borderlands. Did you know this was coming? Uh, I, man, you, you, this was in the show notes and my first initial thought was, oh, they're making a movie based off that TV show Borderlands, which I've seen the first season of <laughs> and then never watched any more of. And then, no, no. And then you just mentioned it and I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. I think I, I think I have heard this like months and months ago when it was like announced they were making it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Okay. This is cool. I'm looking at, cool. uh, the casting list and, this looks like it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Jack Black playing Claptrap. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. come on. Um, so anyways, the Borderlands movie has just gotten a new director. It was going to be directed by Eli Roth, uh, who is known for things like Cabin Fever, um, Endangered Species, Death Wish. Um, so not super, super big, well-known, massive career. Um, But he's now being replaced by the director of the Deadpool films, Tim Miller. Mm. Um, Now, Tim Miller, as I said, did Deadpool. He did Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, But probably, and I mean, okay, not most notably, because the Deadpool films are massive, um, but also directed both Sonic the Hedgehog movies, which is or no, didn't direct. He was a he was a executive producer. He was heavily involved in the Sonic the Hedgehog films, um, which 
those are films that are turned out way better than they had any right ever be <laughs> like for for the genre it is for the the you know video game character live action animated mashup film that it is they're so good mm-hmm. they're so good um so uh, this may change the direction of of the sort of the feel of the borderlands film but i kind of think that it might change it in the right direction because if you think about the type of humor from the 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 comedy sensibilities that tim miller certainly obviously has because of the deadpool films yeah and then you think about the type of humor and sensibilities that you would want from a borderlands film and there are some differences, right? It, like a Borderlands film isn't going to be as crass, as over-the-top hard R as Deadpool is. I don't know. But it's still pretty... It's still <laughs> it's pretty... It's there. They might, but, you know... Uh, but think about it, right? Think about the way these things typically go. They're not going to go... I find it really, really unlikely that they're going to take a video game property, make a film out of it, and shoot for an R rating. They're shooting for a PG-13 because more people can see it than all the teenagers that play the game are able to go see it. Um, So I I feel like in making the Borderlands film, they're probably going to tone back some of the material quite a bit. Um, You know, love it or hate it, it is probably the smart business move. Uh, But yeah, so you hear this, you think about what you saw from from Deadpool and what Tim Miller is capable of. You're certainly more invested in a Borderlands film than I'm ever going to be. Uh, so what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. So I definitely, like I'm on the IMDB now and I definitely did hear about this months and months ago because if you're on the, are you on the IMD right now? Uh, I am not. No. If you go to the IMDB, they've got some uh, kind of cast set photos of the characters of the of a couple of the act actors in their kind of getups, but they've done these this photo shoot. It's all silhouette, so you don't actually see like oh yes, I remember heavy those. backlight. You don't see you see all you see is a black silhouette, <laughs> and these silhouettes look spectacular. <laughs> like oh man. I, uh, it's exciting. I think if, if it looks, if it's, if it's as good as hat, as it looks, as those sh- few shots, pictures make it look then. Yeah. And now as far as like the actor or directors go, uh, IMDB list is listing Tim Miller as a reshoot director. Which, yeah. So some uh, of it's, well, I don't know how much some of it's already been shot doing, but. I mean, it could change a lot or it could change a little. Um, but yeah, I think whether Tim Miller has a lot of work ahead of him or a little work, like you've got in terms of action and comedy, like the comedy's covered just in Kevin Hart and Jack Black alone. Or like between those two, you're going to, it's going to be funny. Um, uh, yeah, this, it just I I'm I'm looking. I'd say I'm looking forward to it. Does this make sense to you as a 
Um, does this make sense to you as a live action film? Um, mm, I don't know. Uh, with the, with the quality of CGI these days, I think so. I think it's possible. But you want it to be heavily CGI? Yeah. Well, so for those that are unfamiliar with the Borderlands video games, it's, I mean, it's a video game one, but it's what they call a, a cell shaded. Like the, the art style of the video game is cell shaded. So it looks very kind of cartoony animation kind of almost. Almost comic um, booky. Comic booky. Very, that's a very apt description of it. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe, maybe it would have been better animated. something to closer to the vein of what, uh, spider-man into the spider-verse was right that very kind of splashy yeah. graphics because like as you play the game similar. you get a lot of those splashy graphics uh when characters are introduced and stuff but that doesn't mean they still can't do that as as a live action so oh, for sure i mean i until until i see it i i would i'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt i think okay like, uh, okay. We look at, um, after, especially after we have movies like, um, Jumanji into the jungle and, uh, was it Jumanji two? No, it wasn't Jumanji two. What was it? Uh, the uh, second one with the rock and, and Kevin Hart and Jack Black. And, uh, there was, there was welcome to the jungle. And then there was the next level. Something like that. Yeah. But, but yeah. Th- both of those, you know, like they, they, they had that kind of weird C, uh, well done kind of CGI flair that made it seem a little not real, but in a good way, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Cause they were like supposed guys to be falling from the sky, splat, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I think, I think that. Th- if, if you kind of go with that kind of leaning into something similar ish to that, it could, uh, yeah, this could be really fun. Cool. All right, moving on. Um, and I'm actually going to combine two topics into one here. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Mm. We've been talking a lot about it. We're going to talk even more about it when it hits theaters and we go watch it and we review it and, and, you know, give our less than professional opinions. But some more news has come out about the film leading into it. We got another trailer a little while ago, which I didn't talk to you about that trailer because some some big things are revealed in that trailer. And I was like, ah, I know Carl's yeah. not going to watch this trailer. And I haven't watched it because I've fulfilled my contractual movie man obligation by watching the first one already. I know. However... I think I, I do know the big reveal in the trailer, unfortunately, because I've recently been playing the 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 mobile app game Marvel Snap, oh. and they've announced their new cards for next month, which is all based around Mar uh, Ant Man, yeah, uh, and the Quantum Mania. So I do know that uh, for, for those that don't want to know, you've got a five second spoiler, so skip ahead five or ten seconds here. One, two, three, I'm saying it. Modoc, is that who you're going to say? Yeah. 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 So I'm disappointed that I found out. I am. He, he looks That would have been a really, really cool thing to see, like, for the first time on screen. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I thought about that. I was like, I, I, I want to, I want to talk to Carl about it, but also I'm like, if somehow, if somehow he manages to avoid this and then sees it in the theater, that's going to be such yeah. a special moment. It would have been so mind blowing. I'm really disappointed. I found out. I wish yeah. I could take it back. And yeah. it's, yeah. Why, why would like the first trailer was so good. Why do you need, and like, it's not like people aren't already hyped for it, even though this last Marvel phase has been kind of dull in terms of, uh, uh, people's meeting people's expectations. Like people were already hyped for this movie with Kang being in it. And, and it's Ant-Man Scott Lang being back, right? Like, why why do you need that reveal in a trip why reveal that in a trailer like i just it's like revealing that darth vader is luke's dad in a trailer why why you wouldn't do it why do why do it it just seems retarded to me so such a really 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 bad move right i would say that it goes one step further than that in that you know the Revealing Vader as Luke's father, that is something that, A, you shouldn't reveal in a trailer, but also is this, like, for the for everybody, for the general public, for anyone who's gone to see the first Star Wars, that is a holy crap moment. Yeah. This reveal that they gave us not only didn't need to be revealed in the trailer, but also is a relatively like it's a niche enough reveal that you know i would say 70 percent not not of the diehard comic book fans but 70 percent of the average movie going person who has seen all of the mcu up until this point because hey they've enjoyed them doesn't know who that is or if they do know who that is, right, because they've caught wind of it from whatever other piece of media, um, it's not going to be a ticket seller to them. It's not going to be something that sways yeah. them in either direction. So it just, yeah, it, it to me, that was a completely unnecessary reveal um, and should have been. You know, it should. It's it's not it's not at all like the Toby and and Andrew. Thing in Spider-Man because yes, it was smart to keep, it was fun that they kept that a secret. Yep. But on the flip side, had they revealed it, it certainly would, I mean, they didn't need help selling tickets, but it would have sold tickets, yeah. right? Like that was, this, that was yeah, something you're like, This isn't going to push the uh, excitement of it. In no. fact, <laughs> so for me, it actually makes me worried because even I haven't seen the trailer. I still am not going to see the trailer. I haven't gone out looking for uh, pictures or images of what Modoc looks like. So I'm actually like kind of hesitant and concerned because how are they going to make Modoc look? Are they going to screw him up? Are they going to do it justice? Are they going to take some really weird new take? that is either going to screw him up or do him justice. Like, you know what I mean? So like for those that don't know, Modoc is essentially a massive head that floats around and he's got tiny little arms and legs. Like, like in the comic books, he looks kind of cool, but at the same time weird. 
how do you how do you portray that in a live action film and get away with it and and so so having not looked at that and not wanting to go out and look for that material till i watched the film i'm like uh, uh how how are they going like, to do this i feel like you've so completely abandoned your 5 second not wanting to spoil this for anyone thing yeah yeah i have sorry people yeah, yeah whatever yeah. Uh, so anyway, so so we've been talking about it and last week or the week before we talked about how this was going to be a, a important movie that it was going to really sort of pull some things together, maybe put some things Mm -hmm. into focus for us, help us uh, sort of understand the roadmap. Yeah. Now, since then uh, there's been a lot of speculation and even people in in that working on these films talking about how that is what this is yeah now we've gotten two pieces of news one is that this ant-man is going to be the longest ant-man that we've gotten now this isn't groundbreaking news i mean dc or dc marvel films as a whole seem to have more or less been getting longer and longer um and so that doesn't really super surprise me. Um, also, if this is going to be an important, massive film, uh, then, yeah, then I, it makes sense. Like, maybe they're going to be putting a lot of stuff into this, and and so it's going to be longer. And longer doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? It can be five minutes longer than the last one, and it's still the longest one we've gotten. Like, that's... Yeah. That's neither here nor there. Uh, but we did have a Marvel exec who has obviously seen the film uh, come out and say, this is akin to, this is similar to, this is this holds the same MCU changing power that Civil War had. That once you see this movie, aspects, parts of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are, will forever be different. Mm. Yeah, this excites I, me because I think it, I, it, you know, it adds credit to my theory that we're going to understand what's happening. That that we're going to be like, okay, this is this is what is happening. This is how we're progressing. This is how we're moving forward. Um, and and I don't know ground ground shattering everything is going to change is just exciting for me right during a phase that at times has felt very mundane this makes it sound like the total opposite of mundane it makes it sound you know universe shattering um, yeah but what are your thoughts um so I I just looked at all three films runtimes and the first two are like two an hour and fifty. 50, 55, 58 minutes, something like that. So just under two hours. And this one, according to IMDb, is two hours and five minutes. So when they say it's the longest one yet, it's the longest one by less than 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I don't know how much of a boast that is, if they're trying to bo- use that as a boast. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think this definitely has the potential to be, to bring... Uh, all kind of the elements that they've been building in this phase 
to one kind of cohesive potential storyline. Uh, I've watched a couple um, kind of breakdown trailers of Mar- this Marvel phase. And one of the more interesting ones was kind of saying that we've been holding this phase up to a standard the uh, similar to the one before it, which was the Infinity War saga phase. The uh, I guess that's phase three. Yeah. When what we should be doing is contrasting it to phase one. To phase one, yeah. Uh, which which, which when is you kind of what I said. It makes a little, yeah, I, that's right. You did say that. Uh, did you say that? Re- yeah, you said that uh, one of our I la- said it recently. I said, you know, if you look at yeah. phase one, we're, yeah. we're just setting up new characters and we don't yeah. really know what the hell's going on. Yeah, so they, they broke it down into more like the, the way they were, like they were telling a mysticism storyline. They were telling a street level storyline with, with these different characters that they've been introducing. With like, uh, so it's from different, and a galactic level storyline like so it was so it was pretty they went a, a bit more in depth to it but it was yeah it was pretty much similar to what you were saying if not spot on and yeah from from that point of view this is this is more more avengers what avengers did for phase one i think uh yeah even though it'll be the first I, w- film in phase five yeah right so i don't phase think four is done yeah, we're not going to get all these newly introduced characters on the same screen the way Avengers did, but we we're going to get like the storylines are going to be start to t- start to tie together so that moving forward we have a bigger picture. Yeah, in the sense that Avengers what Avengers ultimately introduced to us was the Chitari the a cosmic right. threat, yeah, 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 and and that was was carried through. That kind of became ultimately what the Infinity Saga was about was this cosmic threat, yeah, right. The Infinity Stones being the MacGuffin, yeah, and and the, yeah. So I'm excited. I I you know I haven't heard anything about this film yet that has has put me off, um, has made me weary of it. And I haven't really heard many people on the internet either who are criticizing it going in. So that's always a good sign. Mm-hmm. Moving on. We've also been talking a lot about Warner Brothers. Like a lot about Warner <laughs> a Brothers. Lot, a lot. And people have been shit-talking Warner Brothers. And we've been talking a lot about that. We've been talking a lot about the angry fans that are hopping on the internet. to the DC universe. Yeah, from their, their yeah, Brothers. sorry, the, the the James Gunn, Warner Peter Brothers. Safran, DC universe situation. Yeah. Um, and that there's angry fans hopping on the internet from their, their parents' basement and griping about, you know, they're making all the wrong moves. They're doing this. That was a huge mistake. They're doing that. That's a huge mistake. Fire James Gunn. Fire this guy. Bring back Henry Cavill. Blah blah blah. This is over. I, I've 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 watched. I've read the comment section of several either Twitter posts or Facebook posts, and it's just like every third comment is someone saying like, "I'm done with DC." I'm not, I won't be watching any future films. I'm done. I'm, I'm out. To which my response to 
75% of that is, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, okay, powerful internet troll. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, but the proof is in the pudding. Winning cures everything. Money cures a lot of things when it comes to the film industry. And WB stock has been going up. Yeah. Going up. And Wall Street, not the film, <laughs> but Wall Street <laughs> itself, the people who are, are you know, kind of the official authority on stocks are predicting a really good year for Warner Brothers. Yeah. I don't understand that. Because well, it I don't can't understand be because of the new general. DC universe. Ah. <sighs> Because we're not going to get anything from the new DC universe for at least a year and a half. No, but it you don't. When it comes to stocks, you don't need you don't need a new film to be out in order for stocks. Like stocks are like it's yeah, people it's, buying they're, into they're something. They're anticipating something big, right? It's people happening. buying. It's people buying into things, right? So like. Apple can announce a new product tomorrow that isn't going to come out for six months, but it doesn't take six months for Apple stock to be impacted by that announcement. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's the, all the anticipation of. Yeah. Yeah. It's, ooh, this is going to be good. So there's ultimately, I think what it means is that there's enough people out there, enough people with stock buying power. There's enough people with, with the power to be able to influence these things. Well, and just that foresight are, into coming events. Yeah, people who, who, like intelligent people when it comes to these things, people who base their livelihood on being able to predict the ebb and flow of a company, um, who are looking at these changes, are looking at what's happening, and are on board, are saying, this is a good thing, Um if you disagree, sit down and shut up because you're wrong. <laughs> and, and yeah, and, and we're excited. So do you think, does this, I mean, you weren't, you weren't a naysayer prior to this. You were kind of going with the flow and yep, okay, this makes sense. Yes. Yeah, it's unfortunate to lose Henry Cavill, but if this is what you're doing, then, then well, it makes not sense. Not just Henry Cavill. There's like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman was amazing. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, um oh man why does names suck for me uh jason momoa jason as momoa aquaman. was a great aquaman yeah so like you're, you're, we're losing a lot and that's sad yeah. and yeah. i would I, i'd love to see more from them in those roles but yeah like you said like well i, I can't do i'm i can't do anything to change it whether i sign a petition or not wait <laughs> so what I might, angry I might well online fan petitions don't work I might as well. Well, not when I. Well, not when you direct them at a movie. Newsflash: <laughs> You're better to vote with your wallet and just not buy and buy anything from them. Uh, yeah, but but uh, even then, they're gonna make their stuff whether it's good or not. But yeah, like yeah, I can't affect change in this circumstance. So yeah, I might as well just say okay. Well, I I enjoyed the ride while it lasted and. When the new roller coaster is built, I'll take it for a spin and see if it's any good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Does this does this 
news sway you at all? Does it impact how you're seeing the future of DC? No. No, because even if even even if the stock market shot through the roof and it was strictly because of this James Gunn news that we've been talking about nonstop, that doesn't affect whether the movie's going to be good or not. That doesn't affect the creative talent involved and the screenwriters and the actors. Like that's not going to make them perform any better or worse. Right. So True. no, it doesn't, it doesn't affect my hype level. Uh, if I had sh- shares in Warner brothers, yeah, absolutely. I'd be totally stoked. You don't, <laughs> but, uh, since, since I don't, and since I, I'm not making money off it myself, then no, I'm not. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Maybe you should have. Yeah. Yep. Buy in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So moving on. Um, March. Where March of 2023. We're marching to 2023? In, in March 2023 of, already. In March of 2023, we are getting... The live action Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh yes, this one. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, with Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez and Hugh Grant and and yeah, a bunch of other people who I'm not familiar with. But <laughs> but uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie is coming. It's not out yet. Nope. But it is coming, and you and I will probably watch it and more than likely give a review. Um, but 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 but. Ahead of that movie coming out, ahead of the fans being able to say like, ah, it's garbage or like, ah, this was the greatest thing ever. Um, it's been announced that there's a live action series coming to Paramount Plus. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, you're a Dungeons and Dragons like the game fan. Well, and, um, in the last few years, I started playing it. Yeah, yeah. You've been, you know, you've been a, a a dungeon master and created campaigns and played and and all this stuff. And and I've played along, sort of on and off. I'm, you know, I, I all of the playing that I've done, I wasn't as big into it. All the playing that I've done was like we always played online remotely. And I yeah. think for me, an aspect of it was was an aspect of what probably makes Dungeons and Dragons so great was lost through the the sort of not in-person camaraderie aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, because we, we started playing over COVID because it was something yeah. we could do remotely yeah, What the hell COVID. else are we going to do? And yeah, I think I have, I've never played it in person at a table. Like it's, it's considered a tabletop role-playing game and we've never played it at an actual table together i've never played it actually so yeah there's definitely something we've missed out on playing this game always remotely online yeah um i gotta be honest even with this like i'm very dubious and i'm very curious as to the momentum that they have moving forward with this show. Um, because even in watching the trailers for this film, I've been skeptical. I've been skeptical. Like when I heard there was a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming, I, you know, like 
in Dungeons and Dragons, there is some lore, right? There's there's well, there's some heavy lore in yeah. yeah. Um, but as really far deep. as storyline goes, it's it's like that's part of what makes Dungeons and Dragons what it is 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 you come up with the story. You're you're creating the adventure and you're creating your characters and yeah, there's lore there as 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 to the different races that exist and there's lore there, you know. But I don't know when I'm, when all of a sudden there was a movie announced for a a game that you just kind of normally create your own story for. It made me wonder why, like, is this, is this a scenario where you are, you've got a, you've got an idea, you've got a script, you've got a story for sort of a fantasy action adventure film. And with just a little bit of tweaking, we could probably tap into the name popularity, the name brand, the name stake of Dungeons and Dragons. And maybe we'll sell some right. more tickets that way. Um, uh, which, in my opinion, might backfire and have the opposite effect because, yes, there are Dungeons and Dragons fans, but, and, and among Dungeons and Dragons fans, Dungeons and Dragons is super popular. Um, and I would say things like Stranger Things have have certainly probably S- surged its popularity, a bit. given it some some boost. Um, but the general public, the general public, Dungeons and Dragons is is not as big as it was maybe back in the the eighties. Back it's in the actually 90s. the biggest it's ever been. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. well, so okay. be, like you mentioned, um, Stranger Things has played a small part, uh, actually probably a sizable part in that. But with COVID and kind of the way we picked it up, a lot of other people picked it up too. And also, a lot of people stream their games or record them and, and post them online on YouTube and other Twitch. Uh, possible streaming sites twitch and stuff like that so it's because of those it's grown in popularity and some of these streamers are like well-known popular voice actors in the vein of the critical role role crew who and some other there are a few other ones out there that i'm less familiar with but also have like celebrity tables um and they they live stream or record and put out their 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 games for everyone to just watch them play the game and yeah so it's it's actually the biggest it's ever been uh there are some issues going on right now with so hasbro owns the license to dungeons and dragons right um and they're like Hasbro is a company and they are in the business of making as much money as they possibly can. And that's why we're getting this movie. That's why we're getting this TV show. Like they're, they, they've recently bought them in the last seven or eight years or something like that. So Hasbro is looking to, you know, make bank the same way Disney did when they bought star Wars and Marvel. Um, 
But I guess, and this isn't less movie news, but they've recently gotten themselves into hot water because one of the great things, as you alluded to about Dungeons and Dragons, is players can make their own content. They can make yeah. their own worlds. That's make, the whole they point. They make their own characters and they make their own stories. And a lot of people make these characters and these villains and these monsters and they make resource material for other people to buy using the right. D, a D&D license. So D&D &D, D &D has got this special third-party license agreement where you can use their monsters and all this stuff and uh, a very small percentage of your profit goes back to the company. Um, it's some weird third-party agreement. But apparently they've... It, as of the new uh, new year, a whole bunch of information is leaked that they are looking at changing this license. And essentially, if you make above a certain amount, then they take almost all your money. <laughs> so companies like Critical Role, who have made a major business and employs like multiple like dozens of people to to run this this company and put out third-party content they, they they can't use the dnd licensed properties anymore without getting into trouble so so they're now in some hot water with a lot of the people who play the game now i don't know if that will affect these movies or not but the, yeah right um yeah so but it's yeah that all being said up until very recently like this up until this month D&D &D is the largest it's ever been right okay so i'm just doing some math here <clears throat> and seeing like uh, so my question is still though like is it popular enough to justify not only eight, like I was wondering if it if it was making a if it was popular enough to justify making a film. Yeah, oh, I mean, but to jump straight into it, like to to jump the shark and say we believe in this so much that we're also now moving full steam ahead with a film or with a, a television series. It just kind of makes me wonder why. So I'm, I'm, I'm well, I pulled up. I mean, the same the, could be said for almost any property that gets turned into a film from another form of media. The Witcher, for example, it was a book and a video game. I would say it was far less known than D and D is or or was. Yes, and but a, it's, a television it, it had a really good just first made a show. season. Second season was a little shaky for those that are really deep into the lore, but overall the second season was good too. Like so yeah, it's not it's not like Star Wars level uh uh well known, right? Like everybody and their grandma knows what Star Wars is whether they've seen it or not. It's not it's not on that level, but I think there's mm -hmm. enough attraction there for a fandom there that yeah it's it's obviously worth making a film over like hasbro so spent millions of dollars to buy the rights to this property that they, they they did it because you know this this is going to make money if we do it right and part of doing it right is making content in 
all other forms of media besides tabletop RPGs. So right? I just did a little bit of math um, using the formula, the industry formula on on how much f- money a film needs to make in order to break even. Um, and a lot of people go, wow, that's easy. You just look at whatever the budget is. Well, no, 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 because there's the budget and then there's the marketing budget and then there's the portion that is paid to movie theaters and then there's the portion like it it's 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 not just the budget of the film um in order to break even the dungeons and dragons movie is going to have to make approximately 140 million dollars at the box office which is not oh and then turn a profit that was super successful that was in order to not take a loss they're right. going to need to make 140 well, million. Here's the thing. This isn't the first Dungeons and Dragons live action film either. No, and some of them have been quite bad. <laughs> and right. well, have we been had flops. most recently we had one in 2000 the 2000. Yeah. And it wasn't received greatly. Uh even a lot of fans of it aren't super excited about it. Yeah, but at the same time, was, it wasn't it wasn't a complete crapshoot. Like, and it was not a nobody. It was not a nobody cast. Jeremy Irons and yep, and Marlon Wayans. Yeah, and so, it made thirty three million. Yeah, which is like a hundred yeah. and ten million less than this one needs uh, to make in order the, to. The company I mentioned the. The, the, the streaming company, uh, Critical Role, they recently had uh, an Amazon Prime series, TV series, animated, and it was extremely well-received. They kick-started it, and they've, they, they exceeded their stretch goal by like 10 times what their stretch goal was. Yeah. Like, we'll see. We're I'm, talking like I'm, millions of dollars they raised on Kickstarter for, to make this, this show. I'm choosing so, to remain skeptical. Um, I will be flabbergasted if, no, I will be surprised if this film turns a profit, like turns a genuine, that was really worth it profit. Um, and I will be equally surprised if the show sees a second season. Um, yeah. So I haven't seen anything about the show. I've seen the trailer for the movie. I would, I would say I'm I'm optimistically hesitant. I, I would say I'm also hesitant that it'll it'll do it really well. But at the same time, kind of knowing that the property's at its at kind of its peak of popularity ever, uh, with the exception of the mo- more recent kind of fiasco that they're going through this month that I mentioned earlier, with that with taking that kind of out of the equation. Like the the CGI looks good. The it looks like they're kind of sticking to the lore of the world that that uh, D and D is uh, the the actual D and D world is known for. Uh, it looks like they're kind of sticking to that lore and those kind of the character archetypes that you can play in the game are kind of portrayed in the the leading cast members or leading protagonists which is cool. So I think 
like they're hitting kind of from the trailer. It feels like they're hitting all the notes to kind of show that, Hey, this is, this isn't just your normal sword and sorcery world. This is a D and D world. This is a D and D movie. So I think, I think as long as they hit those notes well and the script, like the only unknown for me that would cause this to fail horribly is if the script is really bad. Right. If the story and the characters' journeys are are horrible or are not very good, that that would be its failing. Other well, than that, I think also, it's got a good. It's got a potential for a good shot. Also, with this coming out in, in March, we are now entering what needs to be their their big final marketing push, and a lot of it, like you know, a lot of the success of any film comes down to to its marketing, right? Yeah. And, and whether really they're able to market this month, properly. Two and a half months. Yeah. So I don't know. I do not know. We'll have to wait and see. But I remain extremely skeptical. Moving into our final topic, um, and a big one, and one that I'm I'm going to have to play the role that I occasionally play when we talk about reports. So a report came out and then started growing traction that the Snyderverse, so the basically the DC films up until this point, I guess is what we will forever refer to it as, right? This iteration of DC was the Snyderverse, even though really only those first three films were truly like Zack Snyder's babies and the story that he intended. Um and and even still only sort of kind of the the justice league was sort of kind of what he intended um but r- rumors have suggested that the snyder verse now that that's done and over with and dc is starting anew will be moving over to netflix so that netflix can produce future mm. films in that, you know, sort of continue that on, which would mean, you know, your Henry Cavill Supermans and your Gal Gadot Wonder Woman's and right. your J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> which doesn't is WB one of the have things. its own streaming service? Uh, no. No. Oh. WB stuff goes to HBO Max. Right. Um, so, and a lot of fans saw this and and rejoiced got real excited they're like okay well i guess i'm i guess i'm getting all my dc stuff from netflix moving forward and and to hell with warner brothers and you know everything else um so is this the big question is is the snyderverse going over to netflix no no it's not (laughs) and and i'll tell you why (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there's several reasons. Um, so let's make Pray a couple tell. of things. Let, let's make a couple of things clear. Um, when we say is Warner Brother or is the Snyderverse going over to Netflix, it kind of makes it sound like Warner Brothers would say, "Hey Netflix, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> we're not do, we're do not for us it. what you did for Marvel. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Um, we're not doing. We're not using." this iteration anymore so so here have at it that's not how that transaction works the way that transaction works is either netflix says hey warner brothers how much you want for for these properties 
for the right to use these properties. Um, or Warner Brothers approaches Netflix and says, hey, Netflix, this is our price tag. Are you interested? It's not a, it's not a here you go, have fun situation. So getting that out of the way, then you have to ask yourself, what is that price tag? <laughs> and I got to be honest with you. What did they pay that, for Marvel? <laughs> yeah. But that price tag from Warner Brothers, from from James Gunn, who and, and Peter Zaslav, the, the head of Warner Brothers, who has said that DC, these DC films are our top priority right now. Right? That we are we are putting everything we've got at Warner Brothers into DC. We believe in it more than anything else. Okay. So let's say let's say Netflix approaches Warner Brothers because it wouldn't happen the other way around, right? If this is your prized baby and this is what you're putting all your work into, you're not going to go start farming around to see who is interested in in also making content, right? Content that would essentially be rivaling content in a sense, right? For for the fans that that want Henry Cavill still, you'd basically be saying, here, make content so those people will watch your stuff instead of watching our stuff. <laughs> Eight, <clears throat> nine, maybe $10 billion is what that number is going to be. I, I just, yeah, okay. So I, I, just, I just Googled the what, what, Mar what Netflix paid for Marvel, and I found this old... Uh, um, article from a website called digital trends anyway february 27th 2014 the headline is marvel netflix bound tv shows to cost a whopping 200 million and that was just to make them i'm assuming that was just to make them <laughs> this number is going to be much higher because listen there's one thing to say um okay netflix wants Punisher. They want Frank Castle. Okay. Netflix wants Agent Phil Coulson. Okay. Uh, Netflix wants Daredevil. Uh, okay. Netflix wants to be able to use Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and uh, who am I missing? Luke Cage. Okay. Let's come up with a number. Um, you know, Marvel at this point is is still, you know, it's, it's seeing success and, and people are going out to see these movies. It's still more or less the MCU really is kind of in its infancy stage. Um, you know, that just having wrapped phase one. Okay, let's uh let's sit down and come up with a number. And that number was two hundred million. And I'm telling you right now, if if it were today, that number would be a lot higher. A lot higher. Right? With the MCU where it's at, all of a sudden Netflix wants to start borrowing characters. Yeah, okay. Get out your checkbook. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's not the scenario here. The scenario would be, if this is even true, if Netflix was even remotely interested, which they're not, and I'll tell you why in a minute, if this was remotely true, Warner Brothers has to sit there and say, Netflix wants Batman. Netflix wants Superman. Yeah, they want the Netflix wants Wonder Woman. This is a whole different, it's like, it's not apples yeah. to apples remotely. That's why yeah. that number is so big. Now, the reason why, A, if, like, everything, here's the thing. You know, people go, well, Warner Brothers would never agree to this. 
Everything's got a price. Everything has got a price. Yeah. Right. If 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 Jeff Bezos showed up to Warner Brothers tomorrow and said, "We'd like to buy, we'd like to buy DC Studios from you," here's ninety five billion dollars. Yeah. Here's ninety five billion. That that may not even be enough to sway them, but but it would be something that they would definitely start taking into heavy, heavy consideration, right? Everything has a price. So yeah. then you have to look at the buyer. Okay, Netflix. Last year, Netflix lost I like $30 billion. Netflix has been in fi- some financial trouble. They've been losing some subscribers. They've been, you know, like it, things, things have not been super hot for Netflix. All that aside, let's say Netflix is is full steam ahead and they've been doing as good as they've ever been doing. Um, so I, do they have the resources to spend $10 billion? Sure. Yeah, maybe. But what is the upside for Netflix? Yeah. Where's the upside? Because I'll tell you right now, the majority of like people I – was, I was watching someone else talk about this and, and they made a really excellent point, which is that us comic book fans, the fans who really care and really consume comic book media, typically aren't people who only consume comic book media, right? As a whole, it's safe to say you can sort of, you know, make a group statement, kind of summarize everyone together and say uh, that comic book movie fans are generally big fans of consuming media right we like we like lots of stuff we like to consume a lot of stuff yeah which means the majority of your big dc fans the majority of the people who are spending big money to come out and see your your newest dc film are already subscribed to netflix we already have netflix and we've talked about before that you know, barring the new completely bullshit ad-supported tier that only offers you 720p on Netflix and doesn't include the full library, and I'm telling you, a brand new movie that we've sunk a lot of money into over at Netflix is not going to be included in your partial library with the <laughs> ad-supported tier. New subscribers is the only way that Netflix makes money. That's how they make their money. Yeah. Which is why so many Netflix shows, even if they're at the height of popularity and everyone's watching it, get canceled after the second season because it's not making Netflix money anymore. Because everyone who's going to sign up to watch such and such have already signed up to watch such and such. There's no upside. There is no upside for Netflix to do this. Certainly not for for numbers north of a billion dollars which i'm telling you it would be significantly north of a billion dollars so warner brothers is not interested in selling they would for the right price but the right price is never ever ever going to be offered by anybody netflix isn't interested because a they'd have to pay billions just to be able to do it and then they have to spend money making these properties, casting the actors, making the films, editing the films, marketing the films, which Netflix does a, a notoriously 
shit job of of marketing any of their content. Yeah, I I, I feel like they used to do a be, a better job, but I, they must have cut funding to that department because, <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's not near what it used to be. Yeah. Plus, so, the market's flooded when it comes to streaming services, which yeah, exa- oh, exactly m- makes the fight for viewers' dollars for your dollars. Harder. Yeah. So here's the thing: they're not going to sell Netflix, even if they could buy it, even if they wanted to buy it. Someone sitting at that boardroom table would go, "Okay, but why? <laughs> what yeah. is the upside for us?" And the yeah. answer is there isn't one. Well, so especially it's not gonna when. Happen. DC's launching this new universe, right? Like when they, when they partnered with Marvel, Marvel's on this big upswing in terms of media attention. Let's partner with Marvel. Okay. Let's get some street level heroes that, that aren't going to make the big screen or haven't made the big screen in a long time or have never made the big screen. And, and we'll uh, we'll give them their shot uh, some time in the sun. We'll give them their shot at at glory and and recognition in terms of a larger audience. And we'll yeah. see what happens. <clears throat> All at the same time, these this their storylines, while not directly affecting or being part of the larger story that Marvel Studios is doing with their their movies are still in that universe. Mm-hmm. They still talk about like in, in, in the in daredevil, they still talk about the, the incident, the war, yeah. the, the, the Chitauri invasion. They never, they never use words like Chitauri and aliens, and, but they, they, it's the incident. It, it happened in the, yeah. it, it's something that happened. And so they, they refer to things that happen in, in the larger movies. So to kind of tie you into the same world, but because it's kind of street level heroes, the, the, the movies never have to refer to them, yeah. uh, which made this An kind of nice symbiotic relationship. Actually, it's more of a, a leeching. <laughs> yeah. what's, and imp- what's the opposite imp- of symbiotic? They were leeching off the popularity of the movies for their TV yeah. shows. But like, so important to what you're saying, though, like an important disclaimer is that it has been 99% confirmed that those Marvel shows are not canon to the MCU. But are they now with Daredevil being in like She-Hulk and Spider-Man? But they Right. But and there's a Daredevil series coming and every interview that we've gotten, everything that anybody's talking about points to this being a a it's not the same. It's a, I it's don't a see new it version of the character. I don't think so. Why <laughs> okay, wouldn't you well. use like Netflix did a, with the exception of iron fist, Netflix did a phenomenal job laying the groundwork for these heroes. Why would you throw that out? Because you could never, you're, you you, you're could, even using the same actor, Charlie Cox yeah, for daredevil, but you, but you could never have the same. You could never take daredevil the way you were doing him in the Netflix series and do him in the MCU without having to make that film a hard R. So? So? I I think you could. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of... I don't think... 
it, the Daredevil series was any more brutal than what we've seen from Marvel so far. Okay, well, you need to rewatch the Daredevil series from a Wait. violence and, and blood, and and it's yeah, it, it 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 you could not if you took that tomorrow, if you took the Netflix series tomorrow and you combined it into a a you know edited it down into a, a three-hour film and released it, that film would get an R. I don't know. You could you could tone it like you could tone it down a little bit, and you could squeak out being just below the R. I think maybe like you wouldn't have to take much out. Maybe it's it um, is it's like, rated like, TVMA. At, at most, you would have to like, oh, he's got blood on his face. There, let's wipe that off. That now now we don't have an R anymore because there's no blood shown. Right, he's still got bruising and stuff and a cut, but there's no blood. Like it, it does. I don't think it would take much for for them to subvert it to tone it down, okay. but still have that kind of brutality. Okay. Well, but anyway, either either my, way, the they point pretty I'm much making, already announced he's a different Daredevil. But the point I, I'm I don't believe that. But the point I'm making <laughs> is that is that they were they were building these two worlds within the same universe. Uh, conversely, now you've got this uh, Snyderverse on Netflix versus the new, whatever DC is going to be doing now with their live action uh, movies, the, uh, the gun verse Snyderverse versus gun. You got two completely different universes. You're fighting an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. because you're not working, you're not working in tandem with anymore. You're working against. Absolutely. Yeah. It does. It just doesn't make any sense for Netflix. Yeah. Right. Does it make sense for DC? Well, if the right price came along, then sure. Anything makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 DC, of course it makes sense. They make money either way. They make, they, they make double the money. Because they're making money off their gun verse, and then oh hey, we can make money off the Snyder verse still. Of course, it mm-hmm. makes sense for them, but yeah, I don't think it makes sense. I agree, I don't think it makes sense for Netflix. Yeah, I yeah, I don't see it happening. All right, well that's 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 the news, sir. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can tune in again next week, barring that Carl isn't you know sitting beside someone saying breathe and push. Um, <laughs> <laughs> still not there yeah. yet still not there yet um actually yeah time wise if you could uh if you could if you guys could have that baby probably like tonight then uh you know that that would work out really well for the podcast schedule so just right right maybe keep yeah. that in mind. priorities priorities I'll let, um, I'll let him i'll let emily know <laughs> yeah uh thank you for liking and listening and clicking subscribe or follow on whatever podcast service you're listening to us on um, make sure you check out our facebook instagram and twitter page all listed down below um, also our patreon page patreon patreon patreon's a big one um, we've got some fun little fun little potential things coming up for our patreon stuff so you're not going to want to miss that you can have all access the subscription to it. services you can subscribe to this is Do the that one, one you want to subscribe yeah, to to hell with netflix um yeah <laughs> 
but they don't uh, offer you the news that we offer you or exactly. the reviews we do. Exactly. So check that out. You can gain access to all of our content for as little as a dollar a month. Um, but cheaper then there than is, Netflix. It's way cheaper. Way we yeah, it, way cheaper. We don't offer. Listen, we don't offer a tier. Our most expensive tier is cheaper than the cheapest Netflix tier. Mm-hmm. You could cancel your Netflix subscription and watch all their stuff in 420p and subscribe to us and you get double the content. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and still be making some buck. Like, I, you know, what are you, what are you waiting for? Um, but yeah, so gain access to it all for as little as a dollar a month. But there are some other tiers there which give you some added benefits, including some merch. Speaking of merch, if you want to get your hands on some merch um, but aren't interested in Patreon, then, you know, sort out your priorities. But also there is a page listed below for our merch store. There's lots of good stuff there. Uh, Yeah, high quality, high quality junk. Some real high quality junk. So check it out. Thank you so much for listening again. And uh, yeah, until next time when presumably Carl will be a father for the very first time. That's not Again. True. <laughs> Again, yeah. Again. But not first time. No. No, you done it. You done it. You done did it twice now, really. Yeah. You know, stepdaughter and then and then the little rugrat that you were there for from the from the 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 well, I was going to say from day 1, but really you were there from like inception. inception. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Good for you. Is that inception instead of conception? <laughs> same same thing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah.